Welcome back to the H2P podcast here on DKPittsburghSports.com. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. We're talking Pitt football this Thursday, and we've got one of your favorites, Pitt fans, the All-American, the NFL player, the superstar tight end from Pitt. Doran Dickerson is on the show with us here again. Doran, how have you been, my man? Oh, fantastic. Just enjoying the summer as we were talking before and, you know, just – uh, living it up for the next couple of weeks until, you know, football season starts. And that's uh, my favorite season, obviously. And I'm excited to see my Pitt Panthers step on the field again and the Steelers uh, step back out, out in the field and have some fans there uh, this year. So I'm excited for the next couple of months and football season starting. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Doran, I wanted to get you a chance before we hit, get into the pit talk. You got your celebrity softball game coming up that you, you organize every year. Could you let people know what that's about, where, where it's at, and just the details on just on the uh, the charity that you guys are supporting? Yeah, so Tony Basile, who is the uh, GM of the Washington Wild Things, you know, we came up with this idea two years ago, and then obviously COVID happened last year. So, um, you know, we're, we're just excited to put this together to get uh, Pittsburgh – to get people outside, to get people um, a chance to see some of the young talent. I know that uh, th- that the Steelers drafted Pat Fryer, Moose, Najee Harris. You'll be able to meet and greet him. You won't see the talent because we're playing softball. <laughs> but it was just a good idea to get a bunch of, uh, you know, uh, uh, celebrities that are in the area or past former players that uh, have played for the sports team in the area and get them together and, you know, have this event. So we're excited and we're hoping – for no rain and and, yeah. and we're hoping to be able to play the game but we're excited to uh to to get this rolling it's going to be on uh this saturday and it starts at 705 so if you have a chance come out to washington about things park and uh it'll be a good time yeah excited i'll be there i'm playing on doran's team uh listen doran my goal for all of us none of us can look like dk metcalf yeah i don't oh. know if the, I don't, you, you saw that right when he took that swing he struck out against on quava i was like no like that yeah. was just my nightmare of me looking like that <laughs> the last time i played softball i i actually struck out which is hard to do because i'm so used to things happening so fast so i was like mm-hmm. waiting for the ball waiting for the ball so my game is i either strike out or i'm hitting a home run like i either <laughs> I, if i connect it i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna knock it out so there you go. Uh, i'm hoping my a game is there saturday all right. All right. Let's listen. Uh, well, we're team gold, right? Yeah. Team gold. Yeah, we we're going we, we gonna, we gonna to take it to them. So come out and support uh, the Hayward House uh, Charity Fund is, 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 is the is who's benefiting from this. Um, support them. It's going to be a great time. Doran will be there. I'll be there. Um, there'll be a ton of Steelers there. Uh, other radio personalities in Pittsburgh. It's going to be a great time. Uh, thanks, Doran, uh, for working with Tony to set that up. Uh, but let's let's get into some pit football talk because. I've talked a lot about where I see different strengths on this team, where I see different things. I want to look at the offense first. And Doran, this is an interesting year because Kenny came back for the fifth for the fifth year. He used the the, the eligibility waiver to come back for the season. They still got Mark Whipple. Um, you know, at the end of last year, we saw Vincent Davis explode against Georgia Tech for a big game. But you know, now Jimmy's gone. And now Izzy's Izzy's making some plays. He looked really good in that blue gold game. I wanted to get your sense. 
where do you see this offense going? Is this going, could this potentially be an offense that is a real threat in the ACC? Or do you think they're still going to be middle of the road and this program is going to have to rely on defense to, to make the, make things happen? Well, Narduzzi is obviously a defensive guy and, you know, he, he implemented his style of defense and I think it, it definitely has worked in the past couple of years. You know, they, they've obviously gotten guys drafted, the Paris Fords, the mm-hmm. Hamlins, obviously Paris wasn't drafted, but you guys know what I'm saying, yeah. uh, producing some talent on the defensive side, but on offense, um, you know, last year I was kind of waiting for that guy in the running back room to step up and nobody really did. So you, you kind of saw running back by committee, running back by community. There was a bunch of guys, you know, Carter, um, like you said, Vincent Davis, AJ Davis, uh, you know, there's a bunch of guys that touched the ball last year. I think that there needs to be a guy that takes over that position this year. And I think Banacanda could be the guy. He's a young running back. He's explosive. He did very well, like you said, in the blue gold game. Um, but somebody needs to step up. You mm-hmm. know, somebody needs to take over that position and say, I'm the guy. I'm the number one. I'm your ace running back, like the LaShawn McCoys did, like yeah. the Deion Lewis's did, mm-hmm. like the Ray Grahams did. Mm-hmm. Those are guys that I played with in my time. So, um, you know, there needs to be a guy to step up in that room. I don't know who it's going to be, but, you know, that's healthy competition. That breeds – uh, within training camp, but they need a guy in the backfield. But all in all, you know, at the end of the day, this offense is going to go as far as Kenny Pickett goes. And Kenny Pickett is a seasoned veteran. You just brought it up. He, he uh, elected to come back and use that extra year, that COVID year. Um, it was a shock by many. It was a shock by a lot of us that he was actually going to forego going to the NFL because he probably would have gotten drafted, in my opinion. Yeah, he definitely would um, Yeah. Definitely would have gotten drafted, in my opinion. So, this offense is going to go where Kenny Pickett takes him. And, you know, they do have a tight end come back this year, Lucas Kroll. They missed that position in the last how many years. So we're mm-hmm. going to see if Lucas Kroll can be that guy that we are, we are hearing in the spring and we're hearing you know, in the summer. I mean, even our said he's a first round talent. Um, that'll give Kenny a nice blanket, uh, you know, and a nice guy to run down the seam, a big body. So um, this offense will go where Kenny Pickett takes them. And I believe, I believe a lot in Kenny Pickett. I think he's going to be a very, very good quarterback at the next level. I think he's going to finish out his college career as a fantastic quarterback here at the University of Pittsburgh, too. Now, that's the thing about Kenny, man, is that I, like, I agree with the people who say, well, he doesn't have the, the, the super talented arm. Like, he doesn't have the cannon that can launch it, you know, 80 yards downfield. He doesn't have you know, the, the ultra-athleticism of, like, a Lamar Jackson. But this is a guy who's a warrior that when he comes to play – you know he's focused, you know he's he's locked in, and he's going to give you a very solid performance, and he's going to put his, his teammates in positions to win. One thing that happened a lot last year, Dorn, a lot of drops happened from this receiving core, but they've got a new guy in Brennan Marion coaching them. They've got Jordan Addison back. they got Taysier Mack back. They have basically the same crew, and now everyone's a little bit more experienced. I, and like you said, Lucas Kroll's going there. He also looked really good in that blue-gold game. I think there's a really exciting chance that with Kenny's experience, with these guys all knowing what the what the standard is and getting better from last year, there's a really good chance this passing attack could be a premier one of the premier ones of the ACC this season. Yeah, no doubt. And you know, you brought up guys like Jordan Addison and, and Taysier Mack. I mean, Taysier Mack, you know, he's he's a senior now, and you know, he had some drop issues last year. Matter of fact, I was literally sitting here yesterday and I was watching yesterday or two days ago, and I was watching the pit NC state game. And I was mm. like, kind of like kind of remembering what happened. Yeah. And Taysier Mack dropped that two point conversion yep. at the end of the game. 
you know, he catches that. It's probably a different game. It's probably a different season. Yes. Really. I mean, it's a probably a different season. So I'm like, you know, th- these little issues with dropping the ball and, and, and securing the ball, those have to go out the window, especially whenever you become a veteran, you become a senior, you've been there enough. These are little issues that you need to fix. And I do believe that they had the guys to fix them. Uh, like I said, Brendan Marion coming in and you know giving them a boost uh, on the offensive side of the ball. So uh, as a, as a receivers coach and, you know, just, I, I think that it all comes boils down to how is Kenny Pickett going to play? Is he going to be efficient in the pocket? Is he going to use his legs when he needs to? Um, is he going to be smart with the football? I think that those things all come in play whenever you're thinking about the pit offense this, this coming season. No, I agree entirely. And something else that happened with, with that season, I, I often think back, not just the NC State because they lost back-to-back games by one by, point. By one point, yeah. And that was just that was just such a tough situation. They finished the season six and five. You go back to those two games, NC State. Say Tacey or Matt catches that two point conversion, they beat. Say say they beat NC State because uh, and, and they're in that situation. And then say they don't miss the extra point in overtime against Boston College. Say they go on to win those two games. Now you're talking about an eight and three season in a shortened year. That would have changed everything entirely about the narrative of where Pitt football is. And then their only losses would have been to Miami and Notre Dame when Kenny Pickett was out and then to Clemson, who was Clemson. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think that could have changed the tone about, about a lot of different things. Now, this year, you're not going to have Patrick Jones and Rashad Weaver. They're in the NFL. But and we'll get to the defense in a sec. It's, I think a lot more could be put on this offense to be that efficient group. But I'm with you. They need a primary running back. You know, uh, Pat Narduzzi compared Izzy, Izzy Abanaconda to Le'Veon Bell after the blue gold game. He was like, you know, that guy, he, he reminds me of him because, of course, that's a that's his Michigan State guy. I'm interested to see where they go and where this offensive line goes. People are really excited about Owen Drexel, Marcus Miners. There's been a lot of good things about, said about him transferring in. There could be a, I could see this pit. There's going to be a lot of questions that need to be asked, but there could be a very interesting balance between that filled up receiver room, Kenny Pickett, and the hope for this run game to put together. And if they do put it together, that puts Pitt in an interesting situation to go up against a lot of ACC quarterbacks that everyone's hyping up, like Sam Howell, Phil Jerkovich, and all the other guys in the conference. Yeah, and and, and these things, you know, you have to have explosive plays and those big plays, and and you have to have the players to do them. Uh, and Bannikana, that's, you know, whenever I, I, I watched him in the blue gold game, that's what stuck out to me. I was like, this guy's explosive. Like he could take one 90 yards, yes. uh, you know, on any play mm-hmm. and you need that guy, whether it's a receiver, whether it's a tight end, whether it's a running back, you need one of the, in one of those positions, you need a guy that is just ultra explosive that can break open a game that can just take it yard every single time he touches the ball. So, you know, if they, if they incorporate, uh, you know, a guy, and I think it's going to be a band of Canada. If they, if they have a guy that can do that this year, you have your Addison's, you know, had a great year last year. Taysier Mack, you know, is, is a veteran receiver, as we said, uh, but you need that explosive guy. I think a band of Canada is going to be that guy. And if they do find that in him, it's going to be a nice little, uh, nice little road for the Pitt Panthers, in my opinion. Yeah, that, that offense, I'm telling you, because that's the thing, you have that balance in your right. That's the one thing they didn't have last year on top of the drop situation. No team was afraid of Vincent Davis, really. Right. And, and, and and frankly, nothing against Vincent, but but he didn't really give anyone to have a reason to be scared of him until Georgia Tech when they went, he went for like 200 yards. So 
if Pitt's running game becomes a force early in this season and you see that pass game, that's going to put defenses in tough positions where they say, what do we focus on stopping? Because, and again, that's where I think Pitt's offense could set a serious tone. I want to take a quick break here, Dorn. When we come back, I want to get your thoughts on the defense and we're going to go a little bit into the schedule and I want to get your thoughts on some of the opponents they got. We'll talk about that right after this on the H2P Podcast. podcast here on dkpittsburghsports.com i'm chris carter here with doran dickerson talking pit football on the podcast remember you can subscribe to this podcast anywhere but especially on apple spotify and google podcasts when you subscribe also make sure that you leave us a five-star review with a positive comment that stuff not just helps out this show but all the shows on our network now doran i want to talk about this defense because like you said this was the group that sent a ton of guys to the NFL. Paris Ford is with is with the Rams right now, undrafted, but they got Patrick Weaver's gone. Uh, 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 Patrick Weaver, Patrick Jones, Rashad Rashad Weaver, Jalen Twine, who didn't play last year, he he's he's gone to Minnesota. The, you know, uh, Jason Pennock is is gone, and he was a guy that boosted himself up. We talked about how he boosted himself up in the in the pit pro day. Now you got a lot of guys that are stepping up that we've seen glimpses of, like Desmond Alexander. I like what I've seen of him, but now being a starter at an edge position where he's uh, he's replacing an All-American, that's a lot of pressure. You're going to need to see guys like John Morgan step up. Maybe, maybe some, maybe some more of Dayon Hayes. We saw him early on last season make a play. There's a lot of interesting components of what could make this defense special. What are your thoughts when you look at this defense? What they're going into, what their strength could be for 2021. Yeah, and it's definitely going to be D-line again. Uh, you know, it, it, and Charlie Partridge is one of the best defensive line coaches in the country. He's mm-hmm. been for a while. You know, he you know he coached guys like J.J. Watt. I mean, you know, he, his track record is unbelievable. And I, I do believe he's going to have those guys ready. You know, all the names that you, you just named and Devin Danielson's and and Kalijah Tansy's. Yes. I mean, these, these guys are going to be, you know, force to reckon with again. And whenever you have – and whenever you're on a team and, and you say you are a backup or say that – you know, you're a junior and the guy next to you is a senior and the guy next to you is an All-American and the guy next to you is getting drafted to the NFL. I mean, those are the things that you want to accomplish as well. So you're going to raise your game to another level saying like, yeah, I know that I know that uh, uh, Patrick Jones had a great year last year, but I want to I want to do better this year. I want right. to do have a better year than Patrick Jones did if I'm Deslin Alexander. Like he, Patrick Jones and Rashad Weaver, they set the bar really high but it's time to reset the bar. You know, that's how I would think whenever I was, you know, a a young college athlete is that, all right, you know, you have a guy here, you have a guy doing this and that, like, okay, they set the bar real high, but let's see if I can get over that bar. Let's see if I can reset that bar and, and, and put my, my, uh, you know, talent on display. And, you know, it's always healthy competition and Charlie Parchers breeds that uh, every single day in that room, you know, whether they're watching film, whether they're just, you know, even, you know, evaluating each other, you know, it's always healthy competition. And I think that that's what is going to be the main strengths of the whole team, you know, not even just defense, but the whole team is the defensive line. And Charlie Purchase has a lot to do with that. Uh, Servassier Dennis is coming back. I think he's going to have a fantastic year. So yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, this, this defense is probably going to shape up to be, you know, pretty decent. And, and, you know, we just named guys on the D line. So you have the safeties too, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're missing Paris Ford. You're going to miss DeMar Hamlin guys that are going to be stepping up in those positions know who was there last year. And it's like, I either got to keep it 
at that level or I got to raise it to another level. So that is the, that, that mindset you have to have as a, as an incoming starter that you, if you want to, if you want to start last year and you're an incoming starter this year, that's the mentality you have to have. Let me reset the bar. Absolutely. And I wanted to, before we get to the secondary, I wanted to talk about that linebacker group because this might be the deepest part of the team because you got, you got super seniors in chase pine and, and, and Phil Campbell, but you got a guy that stepped up in Cam Bright. You have Wendell Davis, who early last year was the starting, uh, I think he was the starting Mike linebacker, and then he got hurt, and then they had guys step in and everything was, was going well. Then Servassier Dennis stepped in and had a, had a really good year. And then you still have guys like John Patri- Patrician, who looks like a promising grad player who can begin come in and give you some good snaps. You're still excited to see a guy like Bengali Kamari and uh, Brandon George. This is going to be a group that has the rotation. I wanted to get your thoughts on who do you project as the, 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 the main three that will kind of be the guys and, and just your thoughts overall about this linebacker group. Yeah, I, I, I think, and, and you're right. I mean, it's very deep. Um, you know, the main three guys, I think Wendell Davis will step back up, you know, coming off an injury, hearing uh, his name a lot through, you know, training camp last year saying that, you know, he was a, He's a way ahead of the game. You know, he's a young player, but, he, you know, he plays like he's a veteran. So I think it'll be Davis. It'll be Campbell uh, and Dennis uh, with Pine and, and Bright, you know, subbing in. But I like the I like the idea of John Patrician because he he does have safety qualities. And he were, he reminds me that he could be in that position like a Myron role, like a rover. Mm-hmm. linebacker safety and you could do a lot with a guy like that you know you could change you could have different packages you know where he rolls deep or he's blitzing or you know he's a, you know he's in underneath coverage or he's just really just playing linebacker you could do a lot with your defense whenever you have athletic guys that can hold up at the linebacker spot and I think that you know we probably will see what is he number zero yeah he's number zero <laughs> we'll see number zero probably floating around that defense uh, uh this coming season I agree with that. I mean, it's especially with as as football in both at all levels continues to advance, and we see more you know sophisticated offenses. You need linebackers who can cover more. You need guys who can run with tight ends and run with slot guys. And if Patricia can help there, that's going to make a big case for him uh, to to get more snaps there on the team. But I, I'm with you. I, you know, Phil Campbell. He's been, he's been a star where he's he's held down that position for a while. Um, you know, I, I Servasi, it's tough to overlook that guy with how, how involved he was. And Wendell Davis, I'm telling you, man, the stuff that I heard and like what I saw of him early on, you know, I think there's a lot of reasons to be excited about him. And, and again, you're not mad if Cam Bright and Chase Pine are your first dudes off the bench in that situation right. to come in. So they're going to be deep there. Now let's, let's rotate back to the secondary because this is another area where you lost both Paris Ford and Damar Hamlin and Jason Pinnock. So three of your four primary starters last year gone to the NFL. But because Paris Ford opted out in the middle of the season, you got to see a little bit more Brandon Hill. And, man, that pick six he had against Florida State, the, the vibe that I felt like he was giving to the, to the defense, I thought that was special. Eric Hallett, the other, the other safety that they're projecting to start there, he's a guy that's played corner and safety. He can, he can bump around. And I really like the prospect – of, of seeing AJ Woods and McCar and uh, Marquise Williams uh, along with Damari Masses as like a rotational top three cornerbacks. There's a lot of athleticism there. I just wonder who's going to end up winning out because Damari Mathis, of course, he got hurt early last year is returning from that. He's another, he's a, he's another super senior that you that you got in this group. Who do you see standing out from this secondary? 
Well, honestly, all of them, because, you know, they all got saw a lot of snaps last year. And, mm-hmm. You know, they all played a decent amount and they got experience. So now that you're heading into this year and here's the healthy competition again, they're heading into training camp. There's some unknowns at each position. Who's going to step up? Who's going to be the starter? And, you know, I, I could honestly pinpoint every single one of those guys that you said could potentially be, you know, the legit lockdown guy at the safety spot at the corner spot. So, you know, I'm, 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 if I, if I'm a pit fan, I'm happy with the secondary uh, situation, even though that you did lose two guys that were, they were very effective. Uh, I'm or three guys, I should say. Mm-hmm. I, I'm happy with the situation because you have depth and you have experience. It's not, there's not one guy that you name that we don't know. You know, there's right. not one guy that's like, Oh, well, you know, he was a backup last year. Didn't really play much, played a little bit of special teams. Um, didn't really see that many snaps uh, as a corner, as a safety, but we haven't slotted as the number one safety. Like, no, that's not the situation that's happening here. You're seeing guys' names that have played, that have made plays in games and, uh, you know, could be, you know, this solid, uh, the solid starter for this defense. So I I'm excited. I'm excited for the secondary. Yes. So, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of reasons to be excited. I've written about AJ Woods, uh, you know, a lot you know, in what he's his tenacity. A lot of times when he when he gets beat, he comes back and fights for it. he has a short term memory, which is what you need at cornerback to get past some of the, you know, with, you know, when you're put on those islands like Pat Narduzzi likes to do. I, I think they have some really athletic guys back there. And that's not to mention Rashad Battle, who a lot of people are excited to see right. how he grows. This will be his sophomore season. So a lot of things there. OK, Doran. I'm going to go through the schedule right here and I want you to give me your confident wins and the ones, the, the places of the, the, the games that you think are going to be places where the pit fans can find confidence. They can lock it down and the games that you think will be the most contentious. All right. So we're going to go through, we got, we got, we got UMass at the beginning, uh, September 4th. Then they go to Tennessee. They come back home for Western Michigan and then New Hampshire, and then they start ACC play going back to Georgia Tech and then back and then on the road again to Virginia Tech. And then you get Clemson at home, Miami at home, Duke on the road, and then you get back-to-back games, North Carolina and Virginia at home, and then they finish on the road at Syracuse. Um, another, another interesting slate. I like playing the volunteers early. That's an interesting position to be, but – you look at these te- these first four teams, and even though Tennessee is SEC, they they have a lot to figure out themselves. There's a really good chance that Pitt could be four and zero going into ACC play and playing two teams they beat last year. Yeah, I, you know, the schedule is kind of playing out for them to get some momentum early. You know, definitely it's going to be hard to play in Tennessee. You know, one of the biggest stadiums in college football. Mm-hmm. It's going to be loud. Uh, they're going to be excited. Uh, you know, it's New Year. It's it's an early game. It's a, you know it's the second game of the year. So. Um, they're going to be up for that game and, you know, traveling is not always the the easiest. So um, that's going to, that's a question mark game for me. You know, okay. I, I, I feel like they need to, they need to win that game. Yeah. I mean, they need to win every game, but <laughs> they need to go down there and, and, and beat a Tennessee team that probably isn't going to be that good, but in a hostile loud environment to show that, you know, just to impose your will a little bit, impose your will in college football in division one college football, just say like, all right, we're here. We're ready to go. You know, this is, you know, we, this is a game we probably were supposed to win and we won and we dominated. And now we're going to go back home and, and play out this season. So Tennessee is a question mark, but I feel like that is a must win game. And then obviously the, the Clemson's, the, the, the Miami's and Virginia Tech's. I mean, those games are always toss ups. The Virginia Tech is. And, and I mean, Clemson's Clemson and Miami is probably going to be pretty good this year too. So mm-hmm. um, the first couple games of the year, I feel like that they should win. They should have some momentum and then, you know, they have to keep evolving, though. They have to keep getting right. better. They can't stay the same. 
You can't have those mistakes you had last year. You can't drop a pass, uh, a two-point conversion in the back of the end zone when you're wide open. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't miss a few, or an extra point. Like you just can't do that. Those are th- that's not how you win. You have to win, and you have to button up every single every single item that you have. Everything should be buttoned up, tied, tight, sealed, and ready to go. So you know it, this this season could be very very good, uh, and I just hope that we don't see something like we did last year. That's the thing is that Pat Narduzzi is in a position where last year I I, th- I feel like you know there were a lot of people disappointed with going six and five and not and, and not pushing further. Now they had some really close calls with the NC State. Um, and, uh, and with Boston College that came down to, like you said, a drop in the back of the end zone, a two-point conversion, a missed extra point against Boston College. You know, they those two things happen. They're eight and three, and I think a lot of people are a lot, talking about this season, you know, a lot differently. But they haven't had that nine-win season, that, t- that double-digit win season that's good, that's like, hey, Pitts, Pitts at least at this level. They haven't finished ranked in, in, in the time that Narduzzi's been here. I feel like COVID gives, you know, last year you have to – you know, consider all the things that went with it. Jalen Twyman opting out before the season started, losing Paris Ford, and Paris Ford in the middle of the season, having to just deal with COVID in general it, 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 you know, was, was a giant challenge. But this seems like a year where Pat Narduzzi, especially with getting Kenny back, there I think there's a bit of pressure on him that it's like, hey, your guys got to deliver this year and show that they can at least start to ascend to being that, that next level program. He's been to an ACC championship game. How realistic do you think it is that, this is the year they get back to an ACC championship game. I, I think it's very, very realistic. And, you know, we basically said it the whole show. I mean, it's going to be how Kenny Pickett plays. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're getting it. You're getting a, a legit veteran NFL quarterback back like that. You probably didn't think that you're going to get back. And, and now, you know, it, it, you know, he knows the offense. He's been around. I, it's going to go through Kenny Pickett. If Kenny Pickett plays well, Pitt, the Pitt Panthers will, will be good. If he doesn't, then, you know, you got to figure it out because life without Kenny Pickett is, we don't know. It's very unknown. You know, it's probably tough. It's always hard to find a decent quarterback. And, you, you know, you want to you want to get your wins now while he's here. <laughs> I mean, we saw life without Kenny Pickett for two games last year against Miami and Notre Dame, and it did not look good. Um, so I, I agree with you on that full sentiment. They need to strike while the iron's hot with their quarterback. And they got a lot of young talent. Maybe this is the year that some of those guys emerge, and if they can find a quarterback for the future, then those guys can carry the team while that new quarterback is taking hold next year. Doran, thanks so much for joining the H2P podcast. This has been great uh, to have you on. We'd love to have you on some more in the future when, the, when we get closer to the season or when the season's going. Um, but I wanted to give you an opportunity to let people know they can find you, follow you, and get more of what you've been doing. Yeah, at Scorndorn on Twitter and on my social medias and Instagram, uh, at Scorndorn. You can follow me, and, you know, I tweet out all kinds of stuff all the time. And, Chris, I appreciate you having me on the show, and I'll see you Saturday. Hopefully we can hit some home runs in the the the, the softball game, and, and we'll have a good time, though. So hey. if, if you're listening, too, uh, check out the softball game. Come out to Washington Wild Things Park, and it'll be a good time. It'll be a great time. Do come out and support. It's for a great cause with the Hayward House uh, charity event. Do come out and support. And hey, yeah, Doran will be hitting dingers. I'm, I'm going for singles, man. I got, I got, I got to work my way to there. I ain't played baseball in like 12 years, so, so we, we gonna have fun. But thanks again, Doran, for joining the podcast. Thanks again for listening to the H2P podcast here on DKPittsburghSports.com. Remember to subscribe. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and a rate us five stars with a positive comment. I'm Chris Carter, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at. Carter Critiques. Stay tuned. We got more coming your way on DKSports.com.